Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, After Buzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Run from me, darling. My good wife. Very creepy. It's really creepy. You know creepy. what's going to make it worse for everyone is I'm going to let them know Run. Nando's not wearing any pants. <laughs> now listen to this music. <laughs> now let it all sink thank, in. Thank you very much for that. Thank you for that. I don't even want that visual. I don't even want that visual. I'm trying across from you. Well, stop looking underneath the desk. <laughs> stop looking underneath the desk. Oh, What's funny. going on there? Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Blacklist After Show on Run, After Buzz. My name is Nada Velasquez. Not here this week. It's starting to be a common theme here. Braswell. What the uh, hell's yes. going on with him? We need to put up a picture of him and throw things at him. <laughs> I think if he doesn't come next week, and I already talked to him, he said he's coming next week, but if he doesn't come next week, we're going to put a picture of him. Yeah, no yeah. question about it. No we question. miss you, Braz, though. We miss you. you. speak for yourself. No, I Absolutely. miss him, and I missed you guys last week. Whatever. Yeah, somebody Whatever. else was missing, apparently, Sorry. last week. Yeah, so... Uh, well, first, let's let's go, Mr. Joseph Sanfilippo. It's nice to be here with you guys. Yeah. And then sitting as far away from me as possible. <laughs> You're not wearing any pants. He's not wearing <laughs> well, pants. That's true. That's a good point. That's a good reason not to sit next to me. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know they made tidy whities out of silk, man. This is creeping me out. <laughs> it's just, uh, the longer the song goes on, the creepier it gets. Uh, <laughs> so true. Joining across from me, uh, back from her uh, anniversary tour. Oh, yes. yes. Vegas was calling. Yeah, Julia Carroll. Win big, win big. Hi guys, Run. nice to be back. Did you win? A little bit. Sort of evened out. If you someone asks you, did you win big? And your answer has the word little, then you probably didn't win big. Well, it's like a breaking even sort of thing. Okay. Did you win big? A little. A little. That kind of ruins the whole <laughs> big thing. What? Well, this is the music video for this song. Oh, <laughs> that makes sense. Steve Lemieux is our producer, and oh he pulled up. Oh God, you guys really need to check this out on YouTube. Yeah, this is if amazing. you're watching this on YouTube, this is very. I, I have a sneaky suspicion we should start talking about the show, though. Yes. Yeah, we should. We're starting Despite to get the fact that this is riveting. Yeah, this is riveting. Yeah, let's let's move on to the show. The name of this episode is the Mombasa Cartel, and it's number one fourteen. 
So again, somewhere like in the you know the lower three digits, the upper two digits. That's where we've been seeing a lot of these people. Another mm-hmm. organization on the blacklist, as opposed to a separate person. And uh, you know, let's just get this out of the way, even before we start. Mm-hmm. All right, I, I feel like there's going to be some bragging in a second here. There so might be. there oh. might be a little bragging. Should we, so, should we, should should we say these three words together, you and I? You could say it. I don't know. If you want me to say it? it? You could say Wait, it. Hold on. Let me get ready. You ready? I want you to feel good about this. Okay. Okay. Julia was right. Yes, I was. Completely, totally, utterly <laughs> right. Really and Mando won't even join me in saying it. To contain and, myself. And, and Stephen Lemieux has no applause for us, nothing. I have two words. Tell me. I have two words. I can see that in two words. And it's going to piss you off. Oh, God. What? Well, normally the things you say piss me yeah, off, so true. let's hear it anyway. So what? Rain them up. <laughs> <laughs> I told you he was going to piss you off. He's not a nice boy. He's not a nice boy. I mean, this is I not... I know it. The world knows it. <laughs> I had two big predictions and one super big one, and it was totally right totally on right. the effing nose. I'll give you credit for one of them, but the other ones, I'm like, so what? what? Wait, which one? I'll give you credit for the fact that Tom is the source. Okay. Yeah, because I think that, that she had him chained up behind the yeah, but that we kind of all figured it out. We all oh, kind of oh, figured, oh, all figured it out oh, three weeks, and she figured it out the first. You figured out. You figured out. You figured out that Tom was the source from week one when we started seeing this door. What was behind the door? I was the only one to say that he that yeah, you she know had you him are. captured. Okay, I'll, yeah, I'll give you that. Okay, you, okay, you, you, you don't need to argue with with the man with no pants. I'm going to tell you straight up that you're right. Don't make me stand up. And I'm. I'm standing. I'm sitting here with with the, the certitude of a man wearing a, a pair of pants. You had good. to look down when you I said that. I had to that. double check. Okay. It's good. It's good. Uh, so right. Thank you. Let's for, get started. Thank you for that. All right. So I just want to get that out of the way. We'll oh, talk we'll more talk about, about that. More. We'll talk. I know. I know. We're going to talk about it. More. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. More, but I know that there are actually some people who were tweeting about it, so I want to I want to at least bring that out there. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so uh, very interesting flashback to start off this show. Uh, twenty nine years ago mm-hmm. in uh, Sierra, Sierra Leone. Leone, yeah, twenty nine years ago, uh, a kid who we don't know at the time is uh, Dembe, but um, we find out later on it is. And uh, he's hanging out, playing in the fields, and these uh, these these guys with rifles, we don't know exactly who they are, we figure they're poachers, come over, and they pretty much kill his whole family, because his dad, what we assume is the, the father of the, of the family, uh, ratted on them. So, big little, big scene, then we go from there to Paris, France, we go from Sierra Leone to Paris, France, where we see uh, an African-American, uh, what looks like an African-American gentleman, uh, getting killed. So, I think... Definitely seeing those two scenes, they didn't really make sense next to each other right away. You know, still a little confusion in how how are they related if this man was the little kid 29 years ago or whatever else. Sure. But really, really good, really good play. And uh, we get to, let's talk about this case. First of all, I want to say that this episode was probably, it reminded me a lot of The Stewmaker last season, which we all loved. Yeah, it had a Stewmaker in it. It had a very yeah, it had that, that definite... 
super duper creep factor to this one. Yeah. yeah. This was a really kind of scary one. Good for Halloween. Good, Good timing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I think there's something like, you know, Carl uh, Stroykin, I think I'm going to get his name wrong, but who played Matthew, the, the really, really tall guy. Jeff who, Carl? Oh, no. Uh, oh, Matthew, you mean. Yeah. Yeah. He played, yeah. He, he's been in a ton of things. We've seen him in, in, in so many. He's played an alien multiple times. He yeah. was uh, in, in Men in Black, and, uh, and and he's done, I think he's done some Star Trek stuff. And But, uh, super but I think there's something about, like, the tall guys that do bizarre stuff. Uh, you know, the Stumaker, same thing. Like a really tall actor, all by himself in the woods, doing mm-hmm. crazy things. So, yeah, definitely had uh, had, had some echoey stuff to it. Yeah, uh, and, uh, you know, the fact that the, we, it really didn't make sense who the bad guys were in this scene until, like, halfway through, uh, in this episode until halfway through, when we got to see uh, Matthew doing his taxidermy on mm-hmm. uh, on the poachers, on, on that first guy. Really, really creepy. Putting those black uh, eyeballs eyeballs in, mm. and really disgusting. And seeing this little old lady it was definitely straight out of a horror movie. This felt it was like like House Texas of Waxy. Chainsaw, House of Waxy, maybe Texas Chainsaw Massacre type sure. type of thing. Feeling with his family. Peter is the normal looking one. He was the one that was the uh, the room service guy yeah. uh, at the hotel in France. He seemed to be the most normal out of them. Uh, the mother definitely very creepy, very protective over her little baby boy Matthew, who's like seven feet tall. We that scene when he gets up from the bathtub. She bathes him every night. She bathes him. He's Chris Kringle with his nice little soapy beard and and everything. And and apparently, yeah, very creepy. And even like at one point when uh, you know later on in the episode when he's out for his kills and uh, and uh, Jeff Carl uh, played by Peter Fonda. Who's awesome job, right? Peter Fonda played Peter him, right? Fonda. Yeah, Peter Fonda. Uh, you know when he was saying, "Don't kill, don't kill wrestler, or, or kill him," but uh, you know you can't. None of the do, taxidermy. None of the taxidermy stuff. The mom was like, "Matthew's not going to like that." So it's like a little bit of. Res- I mean, when you're seven feet tall and creepy like that, I think yeah, it's pretty easy to just. They were all his friends. He needed friends because he was never allowed out of the house. I know, really sad. Yeah, kind of. I mean, he didn't know any better. <sighs> what did he know? They facilitated it. I don't know. The, fa- the crazy of the family facilitated this. Mm, okay. Too creepy <laughs> for me. I'm sorry. I, I, I can't. Uh, that, yeah. I just I accept know. it was, and move there on. There was a, a, a level of empathy that we were made to feel for, for Matthew. No? Nope, not, not you? Okay. No. Never mind. I didn't feel it. I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't there. I recognize how other people could, but I didn't. It's because you don't have feelings. That's, that's probably why. No, that's, probably that's probably why. I have no empathy for crazy tall murder men who makes make who take people's skin off and make uh, and make uh, what you call them uh, taxidermy. I don't taxidermy. I don't, I'm not into that. Stuff them and, and whatever. Make well, a campfire for- with a little recorded oh, real, so recorded crazy. song in the background. A guy just holding his oh, guitar. That was really song. creepy when Wrestler came upon them. Yeah. It's like a little dollhouse, like an outdoor outdoor camping dollhouse yes. type of thing. Really, really weird. You know, the interesting thing too, and this kind of has a little bit of a similarity to Stu Maker to me too, is when when Red is first telling Lizzie about this case about poachers, and you see the video in the background with the tigers, and he's talking about Lizzie's just like, yeah, well, it's just poachers. Nothing against them. Yeah, I mean, animal rights, uh, you know, definitely important. But compared to everyone else, yeah, not for the FBI, not for what this task force is about. We're going to be chasing poachers, and to see Red get. Very personal, and you could see him get really angry. She, Lizzie, actually stops and says, "Wow, this is really important to you." So, and, and I kind of remember that too with the stew maker. 
when he right before he killed a suitmaker, he had that same kind of like um, anger toward this. Well, you know, the things that are really funny to me about episodes like this that happen. I mean, it happens in all shows because it's clear the writing, the writers and, and, and the producers want to actually have a, an episode that's that's that clearly deals with this. Yeah. And and what we find over and over again is that we deal with the poachers directly, but no one ever really wants to take the deep dive into the, the cultural reality that leads into it. They talk about it, but no one ever shoot, shows the the. You never see a shot of a Chinese market in China where they're selling this crap. Yeah. Because the, the this is a thing people believe. Mm-hmm. They believe that you can actually get you if you if you grind up this bone, you grind up that bone, you get a dinosaur fossil, you get whatever whatever nonsensical thing they believe. This is real in mainland China. This is real in India. This is real yeah. in huge countries where huge populations. But no one wants to take it on. It's really funny. Like they always want to mm-hmm. go. We'll get mad at the poachers, and we'll talk about this, but we're not going to show up because then we're going to get in deep-ish. It's really funny to me. Yeah. You know, because you just don't see the next step, which is, I think, you know, oh, again, it's very interesting. it would be a cultural uh, catastrophe, truthfully. Yeah. And, I mean, even even Red says they're not really poachers, they're traffickers, and he talks about the poor devils who do the killing are just a small cop. Yeah, they make money machine. on it. Yeah. 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 It's really, yeah. these are the guys that really that do all the work. I mean, we have this idea maybe that there's that there's enough, uh, you know, big fat white guys that want to put rhinoceros horns on their walls, but that's not where this is going. No, this is medicine for this is this is the medical beliefs of people who don't understand medicine. Yeah, I mean, uh, what is it? Uh, Samar was talking about all the different uses that they have, and I loved I loved when she looks at uh, Aram and says, uh, the, the, "Erectile dif- dysfunction." <laughs> yeah. Poor Aram. That he was, was a, so offended. That was a cute. As little, should be. That's a cute I, I do not have that problem. <laughs> <laughs> I need no horn. I'm loving how their little relationship. It's whatever little, that. Maybe. That was their one little nod this week to uh, whatever it is they're having. Whatever it is. <laughs> right yes. No idea. Whatever it is it's having. But anyway, so yeah, so Red sends uh, Lizzie on this case, and, and again, it seems really important. We, we figure out that it's personal to him because of Dembe, uh, yes. because of that first flashback. All this time, I thought he just wanted to save the animals. <laughs> really? Because it's usually did. pretty I simple. Know. I think, I think you know... Because Red so, is usually really simple with what he wants. Well, you can always you know, figure I mean, it out. He has things that he believes in, too. Wants to save the animals? It took me a while to figure. I mean, I was it was halfway through his monologue about Dembe before I realized it was about Dembe. <laughs> really? and I was like, idiot. <laughs> 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 no, let's uh, let's move on. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the case as as we get a little bit more into the story. But let's talk a little bit about Lizzie uh, because we do see uh, Lizzie get a text toward the beginning of the episode, an urgent text from her from her man, her bouncer guy, who is uh, Ronaldo, who's hanging Ronaldo. out, watching guard over this big boiler room door, mm-hmm. and uh, we see her go over there. Ronaldo's completely knocked out. And she runs over to the door to see if whatever it is that's behind the door, if everything's okay, and who comes out but Hot Sniper Guy. Hot Sniper Motel Guy. <laughs> hot Sniper Motel love Guy. Love that guy. He's, yeah, he's a good tail. Julia loved of. this. He's a good tail. Uh, Julia really loved this episode. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you only <laughs> listening to us, Julia's <laughs> doing jazz hands. Jazz hands, sparkle yeah. fingers. Yes, totally, sparkle very fingers. proud of myself. Yes, she's very proud of herself this week. Amazing. I, I am I know. this week. Apparently. Why do you got to crap on it? She deserves credit. She won. She won blacklist. Whatever that means, I she won. won she won the blacklist. She won the blacklist. <laughs> <laughs> Very Sorry. good. Tell her what she's won, Jim. Yeah. Well, so, Mom. <laughs> so, hot sniper. Right, because Nando's trying to take it away. I'm not trying to take it away. No, I'll give you the credit where it's due. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> it's like pulling effing teeth. <laughs> <laughs> 
Getting into a little bit. Razzle's not here. I'm lead host. I'll tell you when I'm talking. Tell me when it's talking. I'll tell you when it's talking. No, anyway, so uh, so we see Hot Sniper Guy apparently has a couple more lines this this week. Yes. <laughs> that's one thing that's been missing. So yeah, uh, I like that they have him up on on, on the stage. He's, the way he did it was really nice. You want to tell he, Red or should I? Yeah. I thought it was good. First mistake. I mean, come on. She's obviously trying to elude him at all costs. She has this big, I don't even know what you call this, this big underground contraption uh, holding some but, guy. But, but okay, but. But yeah. hey, I'm going to give you a chance. Ch- I'm going to give you a, a chance. Hey, wait, 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 let, me, let me toss this out there because I, uh, I pee standing up and therefore I am susceptible to massive stupidity. She had girls strip in front of him. She had her double yeah. chick. So as far as he's concerned, they're in a relationship of some sort. I mean, you know, it's not even like, it's not intentional, but the guy, you know. Yeah. He's like, boobs. All right. (laughs) Oh, boobs. All right, fair enough. There's a lot of power. So, uh, boobs. You want to call him boobs or should I boobs uh, call him first? That's how it works. We're not very smart. And that's a look into the mind of Joe Santoletta. You're welcome, America. Yes. (laughs) You're welcome, America. Boobs. Boobs. There we go. So... (laughs) So anyway, hot sniper guy being being really really nice and so giving Lizzie being, Lizzy, chivalrous, being chivalrous. And what does he get for it? Gets thrown in jail. He gets thrown in jail. A whole <laughs> a SWAT team knocking on his hotel motel room door, not putting him in handcuffs, and a big report in the news about uh, about the feds being this close to capturing his you connection know, to Red. Red Reddington. Mm-hmm. Kind of a baller news. move on Liz's part. That was a kind of a baller move, but it also shows that whatever it is in that room, she wants to protect that secret what, what's in so that badly. What's in that room, Nando? I don't know. I was writing notes when they oh, did the reveal. Okay, we'll get yeah. there. Don't we'll worry get, about we'll it. Get there. We'll get there. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so hot sniper guy in the jail, in the pen, in the big sty. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of names <laughs> for it. In the, in That's the, not a thing. I don't the, think the big sty is a thing. The, <laughs> Maybe your apartment. Oh, yeah. God. He's in the peace lockdown. Raz, welcome back. Uh, anyway, so, yeah. So, anyway, he's in jail. And Red, of course, talking to Lizzie about the fact that he knows that something's up. Obviously, this guy's in jail. And Red can't has no access to be able to talk to him for a reason. And it's because he knows something uh, that Lizzie doesn't want him to reveal. Yeah. So, we get to see we get to see a little bit of play on that. Nice to see Red livid at Lizzie. Well, I like the way they played it, too. Just like, 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 uh... Like, like the the poor the poor sniper guy is just like a plaything. He's like a pawn. Oh yeah, in their little game. It's really you know, mm-hmm. and he's he's rotting in the cell. And then you know, Red had to let her know. Like I I know what you're doing. I don't know exactly, but I know. And then Lily's like, oh, this is, well, too bad. Mm-hmm. Snotty, 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 snotty. <laughs> snotty, snotty. Uh, so yeah. So anyway, so let's talk a little bit about let's all right. Let's get let's get into these things. Okay. So let's talk about wrestler. Uh, oh yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I guess we see wrestler uh, at a pharmacy. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot remember, about that. You remember scene. that scene? That's right. That scene he's at a pharmacy, and apparently his prescription he got stolen. Somebody broke into his car. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So you know he needed a replacement. It wasn't really being refilled, rather replacement because he never really took any pills before it got stolen. So, so they say. So says the junkie. <laughs> You so gotta, I, we do, yes. I don't know about the rest of you, but when I watched this, I marveled at how many um, prescriptions must have gotten stolen out of Rush Limbaugh's car. Oh, I mean, <laughs> just considering, like, okay, so you got you got to try and finagle the, prescri- this, uh, the, the prescription. You're getting maybe 30 pills. The man was taking 47 OxyContin a day. Mm. So I'm like, okay, my God, how many guys did he have going to get prescriptions for him? There's, I mean, that's insanity. Mm. Sure. But um, 
But it really is. I mean, it's, I'm so glad that they're doing this episode. I wish they would have wrestler miss a shave. I think that would be great. <laughs> I think that would be a, a terrific thing if if maybe one day Diego came to the set without, uh, without shaving. shaving. Okay. Um, I like that. I'd, I, we all, yes. For different reasons. <laughs> Apparently but, you yes. guys both would like that. Uh, but I, I, you know, I, I really do think this is this is such a, a good thing they're touching on because this has become the scourge of yeah. modern America. Absolutely. I mean, it's just it, the numbers are absolutely mind blowing. Staggering. Mm-hmm. How many people are dying of prescription drug overdoses? And I mean, it's a whole. It's a whole. Uh, you've got these, these classes of narcotics that are being prescribed like they're not narcotics. These are opium based drugs. They're insane. Mm-hmm. It's insane what our doctors are doing right now. And it's it just and it, just their willingness to to hand them out. It's madness. It's just it's like giving kids heroin straight up. Here's some heroin. Let's see what happens. This is crazy. Well, then at least good on the pharmacist for not. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm glad they anything. touched on that. Absolutely. absolutely. I'm and glad they touched on that. And, and I really thought that was way too clean a scene and way too easy because uh, he's an FBI agent. He could have made that a lot uglier. Yeah, he yeah. could have. He could have been all entitled and tried to, yeah. But I think he's nervous. Out. I mean, yeah. I think he's scared by what he's becoming and mm-hmm. the lengths that he'll go to. I mean, he broke his thumb. He that smashed his crazy. thumb in a car door. Like, that's insane. Yes. Those are the lengths that you go to. That's what these drugs make you do. Oh, absolutely. So... It, it is a wild, a wild thing. I'm glad they're touching on it. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Well, we'll t- I'll talk more about that. But yeah. Okay. So we see pills this episode, or rather, we, we don't see, see we don't see pills. pills. Oh, we see many pills. We see. <laughs> and that scene, we don't see pills because he didn't get any pills. We just see a pill bottle. Well, we see many pills. <laughs> but it's about Mando. pills. But it's about pills. Yes. Pills, okay. Pills, I know. Pills. Uh, oh, oh, Braswell you wanted me to ask. Uh, hey, hey, guys. What's Nando's favorite Destiny's Child song? Huh? What is Nando's favorite Destiny Child song? Pills, pills, pills. There's a song that goes along with it, but I don't know if I have the guts to no, sing it. You, have the guts you, to it. you should do it. You started it. All right, well, let me look it up. Let's hear everybody, go. Julia Carroll. This Carole is right singing. from Braswell himself. Okay. This is for you, Braz. I can't believe doing this. I can't believe it either. <laughs> Wrestler's taking pills. He eats a whole lot of pills. He has to have all his pills. <laughs> I don't think he knew. So Nando's takes our poo. There you go. <laughs> Joe, Joe Braswell. Ladies and gentlemen. I, I'm just amazed that Braswell uses poo oh, in his vocabulary. That, that's the thing. It rhymed. I know it rhymed in that it case. It rhymed. Okay, so yes. Uh, well, if it makes you feel any better, I did not predict no pills this episode. Uh, one, <laughs> but still. 100 people die from prescription drug overdose every day in the U.S. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. That is crazy. They definitely should do, uh, they should have a PSA on that. Like the more you know or something. Well, NBC if, should if do something Stephen on that. If was even paying attention to what we're saying, we'd have one. <laughs> Well, that's no, okay. Uh, so that's two weeks in a row, I think. Ah! Thank you, Lemieux. Thank you. <laughs> I wasn't even looking for that. I was just saying there really should be a PSA on it. I wasn't talking about our... our I'm sure there is. That's, that's insane. Those numbers yeah. are crazy. Every day, 100 people overdosing? That's nuts. Mm. No, it's, anyway, it's crazy. Worth, anyway. worth getting into. Yeah, so anyway. So we see Wrestler apparently still addicted to pills over his uh, over over what happened last season, sure. over him getting shot, over over his partner dying while he was uh, you know on duty in the club, over all this stuff. So... Uh, we see Wrestler ends up. We, you know, through the case, we see Wrestler is going out to Alaska. They figured mm-hmm. out that this whole thing's happening in Alaska. We meet Peter Fonda. Peter Fonda sends him to this one guy who's he sends um, him to Lee Chung of the Emerson Concord Imports. And what they do, they import game meats and animal parts from endangered species. Mm, good. So it's sort of a front. I I paid attention. So this uh, this Emerson Concord Imports is sort of a front for Mombasa. Yes. And we uh, we assume at this point that Mombasa is doing all the hits on these other uh, cartels, mm-hmm. so that, that that's the line of thinking there. But anyway, so we we 
trace that to Animal Underground, which is out of uh, out of Alaska. Formerly out of Alaska. Yes. Formerly out of Alaska. It was folded up in the 70s. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So, but we trace it to where they were. their Sitka. location was. Sitka, Sitka Alaska. Alaska. And we the see... The dead center of BFE. Those creepy scenes, that creepy scene in the opening when we see that man, the one from Paris, skimmed mm-hmm. alive on the shore of Russia... And we figured the other one too. We figure out the the, uh, the currents from the ocean. They both came from the same location yeah. in Alaska. Wrestler gets sent up there. He doesn't have any pills, so because uh, he was trying to get them before he left. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he was apparently a little agitated when he was uh, when they were detaining uh, Chung. Was that his name? Yes. Yeah, he was a bit Lee agitated, Chung. and uh, and Lizzie even brought up that he was late for a meeting. So but you know, he did not miss a shave. He did not miss a shave. That's though. why he's late. He was shaving. He was shaving. Clearly. Shaving. You know, you're in the bathroom. You're taking pills. There's a razor. Why not? Why not? Let's, do, let's do two things at once. Uh, so, yeah. So, Wrestler goes up there, and we see this really creepy... I mean, to the extent of what he wants to get his pills, he's up in Alaska. He didn't get anything from the pharmacy down in D.C. So, instead, he puts his thumb... He's got the shakes. looking so good. He's got the shakes. He puts his thumb up against the against his uh, car door, mm-hmm. opens the door, slams his thumb. And, you know, not for anything, those, uh, those Jeep doors are very light. So, I mean, he had to slam it really hard. It's not like with, you know, an old Oldsmobile where you got a lot of door. You know, you know, that's a, that's a Jeep. That's a light door. You know, he had to hit himself hard. That's that's, that's difficult work. That is difficult. I could not see myself do that. No, I don't think uh, I could do that. I could not do that. You must really got to pills. get those pills. Yeah. Got to get those pills. <clears throat> Absolutely. So anyway, so uh, so wrestler gets pills. He has some pills on him. He goes over to the house where the creepy family are at, and uh, and the house is owned. The house was bought after the 1971 mm-hmm. uh, Animal Underground Network when they were busted. Uh, yeah, it was bought at auction by Windigo LLC. Windigo LLC, which no one really knows exactly what they do, but they know they have to check it out because this was the this is like the bunker. Yes, for the Sitka Seven. And again, this is I'm just going to toss it out there because I have to. Please do. FBI, WTF. One guy. One effing guy. Well, but in all fairness, it's one guy going to a property that there's supposed to be nobody at just checking it out in Alaska. So one guy. One guy. Are you really, really, really going to send a team of like SWAT to Alaska? Man, if you, if you called me and said, Flippo, i got to go into this shady neighborhood over here just because just i got to pick up a picture of a... I don't even know what. I'd at least say, you should bring a friend. <laughs> And if it's not going to be me, be somebody else. FBI, I'm going to go over to investigate a thing in a creepy neighborhood up in the middle of nowhere where I don't know anybody. One guy, FBI, please. Well, don't forget, he's he's popped up on pills. So he wasn't thinking clearly anyway. He's all hopped up on pills. He's all- <laughs> Nice. Marijuana cigarettes and crack cocaine. Nice. So he, he meets he meets the, the mama of the family, and she just gives him a little spiel. Peter comes over. Uh, apparently he's got goats under uh, under the tarp on his pickup. Wrestler asks to take a look. Gets uh, gets knocked out for and his trouble. Yes. Lee Chung. Lee Chung's out there. You know, all, all uh, gagged up, mm-hmm. trying to say something, and wrestler gets knocked out. And of course, you know, he's hopped up on pills, so we would assume he's not fast on his game to to really recover. And we see that really creepy scene with the two of them in their own little uh, cages mm-hmm. with, with the ear that, tags. With the ear tags. Oh, oh, those those ear tags really ear. creeped me out. There's a lot. That's Again, a thing. That adds to the whole horror element of it, I feel like. Well, it just know? makes us animals, you know? It, 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 yeah, it, exactly. It takes away all of our humanness. Yeah, with that humanness. Mm. With that uh, with that eerie music mm. in the background. Something very, you know, again, like very horror movie associated. Yeah, I, I gotta say, sound design, last few weeks has been spot on. I agree. They've been, they've been killing it. I agree. Absolutely. Really great selections. Absolutely. So thanks, sound guys. 
<laughs> so uh, music stops playing and the cages are released and then we get to see Matthew at work with a weird howl. He's got, was that like a crossbow? I guess no, no, using, that was a bobo. That was a bobo? He's just using a bobo? You don't have to call it a bobo. It's just a bobo. That's my fault. I, I apologize. Okay. I was misleading. <laughs> That's my fault. Matthew's got a bow, and we see uh, we see Chung and Wrestler going at it, trying to figure out a way out. But they're they're kind of wrestling each other. Next thing you know, Chung, yep, Chung shot through the heart, totally gone. You know, when I was watching that quick little scene between Chung and Wrestler, mm-hmm. I was wondering which would I be? Would I be the Chung in this, or yeah. would I be the Wrestler? Like Chung, he just wanted to peace out. He just wanted to run as fast as he could. But Wrestler, even though he's you know has the shakes because he's in withdrawals from his pills, he has the <laughs> peace of mind to take a step back and really think about it. How long was your drive over here? Did I was at a gas station about fifteen minutes before I got here? Like, which would I be? So, I'd probably just run. My ass off for the well, hills. here's the thing. Peace of mind. Chung's Chung's plan was better. The only reason <laughs> that wrestler didn't get shot is because Chung got shot. Because wrestler, wrestler kept them behind, picked him up, and then Chung got shot. He pretty it much held argued him. that uh, the wrestler used Chung as 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 a pincushion for the first bow, <laughs> for the first arrow shot. I I, I kind Thank of you. agree with Lippo on that. But wrestler was. I mean. I mean, he, he did. He had some smart moves Chung when he was might, out there. Chung might not have escaped, regardless. But <laughs> Chung standing there, getting taken, picked up like that, he yeah. was still target, pretty easy target for uh, for Matthew to get. I, I was thinking about. The, I was actually thinking about this too. I was thinking, what would happen if I was in that situation? I think the first thing I would do, I would, I probably wouldn't do what either would do. The cages are obviously pointing in one direction. You go the other way. I would go the other way. Because I would assume that they were pointing in one direction, because that's where the that's where the arena is, and I would say no, let's go smart. the other direction. That's smart. That's the only thing I could think of. I would hate. I would running. probably still be dead, but that's the only thing I could think of. I would hate running with with the damp pants that I would have on. Well, apparently I, I pissed them a long time ago. So running with tight wet jeans is uncomfortable. You should it's take like a note. Yes. Much cold out you should there. apparently it's warm at first, but then it gets oh, no, then, then it gets, gets cold. Awful. You should apparently take a note from my playbook. Yeah, just don't wear pants. Don't, like don't wear pants, <laughs> and then you don't have to worry about. Running and you'll escape damp. every time. Right. They, they will let you those? escape. They'll be like, right this right, way, sir. Right after you, I, sir. They'll just close their eyes and let me walk right there. Are those silk tidy whites? Where do you even find those? <laughs> Never mind. Just go. Just, just go. Just, just keep go. going. Just keep going. Don't oh, stop. Funny. Don't stop at all. Uh, so, wrestler, wrestler ends up finding this really creepy campsite uh, dollhouse thing, which was really, really... Oh my god, that was so eerie the first time we saw that whole thing with the music and just seeing those guys with those big black eyes. Really, really crazy. Yeah. yeah. And uh but then smart on him. I, I actually thought it was a smart move. We see Matthew later on, I guess he kinda gave up or figured he needed a break well, uh, from his, his howling and everything and went to hang out with his friends and have a conversation, sit on the campfire. The only I'm, I'm how do you keep a fire like that? On all the time, I wonder too. Well, you know, I, I don't know. Burning any any of your your dolls. I'm not sure how that works. Yeah, I don't know. But no, anyway, maybe you, maybe you build it up good. I guess I don't but know. I'm a little surprised that Matthew wasn't like checking and saying, "Hey, one of these guys I didn't stuff." Well, you know, did you he, he replace one of the guys? Didn't yeah, he? he put on his costume. Which can't be easy. Oh, I guess no. he did. Yeah, I, I must be really. But then weird. once again, his shakes. The shaking. Gave him away. The shaking gave him away because he's addicted to something. I don't he's know what. He's addicted to painkillers. Okay. Pills, apparently pills. He likes um, the pills. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, 
<laughs> so we see we see a little fight. Uh, and look, Matthew is super tall. I mean, when I saw that scene with him in the bathtub coming up, yeah, with that, that little Chris Kringle beard to make him look kind of sweet and adorable, even though he's not. Right. Mm-hmm. I was I was actually thinking, what would happen if he was one on one against like wrestler or somebody? So we see a little bit Looks of that. Like a strong boy. Strong boy, but wrestler is able to get uh to get a, a knock into him with the with the arrow, the arrow. shaft that he got from Chong earlier. Mm-hmm. So. We get to see this really sad scene with him and his mom at the end when the FBI finally show up. So to, to you're, you're really happy to bust yes. in. You must and be and happy. Apparently, uh, the FBI has plenty of people in Alaska. They have a lot. It took them a little while, but they have plenty of people in Alaska. And uh, and we see this really sad scene with the mom and and Matthew um, in the tub together. I have to say before uh, that the mom, played by uh, Phyllis Somerville, I love everything yeah, that she woman does. Great. She's uh, really Little neat. children, the big C, Case Benjamin Button. She has this this way about her that she will just strike the fear of God in you. Yeah, there's something very very uh, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? Uh, uh, grounded and and uh, what's the like like real about her? There's something yeah. incredibly. Salt the earth. Yeah, something. Uh, <laughs> Salt. She's very, earth. very real. So when, when, when you, when you, when you hear her, when you listen, there, there's, there's a, there's no question. You don't feel like she's acting. You just feel like you're, you're. There's an authority in, in what she does. I enjoy it. <laughs> I buy her. Well, I thought the acting all around was really, really great from everybody. And I liked yeah. Peter too. I think Peter, Peter was Peter's here too. Turn was great. Yeah, like really, really like. Hey, I'm just an earnest, really nice guy who does some crazy ish every now and then. I, I got because mom, mom, mom's cray cray. Mom's cray cray. Is cray. Father. I don't say cray cray. Sorry, I well, can't do it. Right, I can't bring myself fair. to do it. So is Peter? But is Peter Fonda his father too? Yeah, Peter Fonda is the. Is Peter's dad too? Yes. No. Yes. Because she so. called him father when they were talking about going back out. Said father's fa- yeah. father has another yeah. another person, and uh, he reacted to that. So, but he just looks more closer to uh, to Jeff's age, Jeff Carl's age, than uh, yeah than you would think. Actually, they all looked pretty old. Even Matthew looked pretty old. But you know, they, yeah. but, you know, you got to keep in mind. Peter Fonda is a you know thirty third most wealthiest most wealthiest. Well, I talk wealthiest. Yeah, I talk English when well, I speaks good. I don't know about Peter Fonda, but yeah, but Jeff Carl. Jeff Carl, he's yeah. playing the 33rd wealthiest man on the planet, right? Yes. So you got to assume that he's got access to whatever he needs to stay Jeff young. Carl. Jeff Pearl? Jeff Carl. Is Pearl? it Carl or Pearl? Jeff it is Pearl. Pearl. You guys were confusing me. I was I'm just going sorry. along with it. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's Jeff, no, yes, Jeff yeah. Pearl. Jeff Pearl. Sorry I'm about Pearl. that. I messed up a name. No, that's okay. Okay. You know, it was interesting to me watching Peter Fonda because, you know, I, 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 easy writer for me always. It's that, you know, anytime I see him do anything else, I'm just like, yeah, but get on the motorcycle. Let's take a. But, um,. But it was it was funny, you know. It, it, it's interesting. I, I felt like there were a couple of spots in this episode where the the writers overrode a little bit. There was like a couple of things for Lizzie and a couple of things for for Peter Fonda's character. Mm-hmm. They were a few lines more than they were comfortable with, and uh, and it was it was it, but it was it was really neat to see him to see him kind of sit there with with Red because just just Peter Fonda being himself, just the actor. Gave him enough uh, oomph to be in the room with James Spader. Yeah, you know what I mean to make it a good enough to to make it to make to, to get the scene. Not taking away from other guest stars that they've had or, or regulars on this show, but when you put a heavy hitter like Peter Fonda with a heavy hitter that is uh, James Spader, mm-hmm. there's just a brevity that's brought to the room that uh, that I just can't wait to watch, and yeah. it just changes everything because no. I feel like a lot of the times James Spader he runs the show as well he should. This mm-hmm. is his show, but when you have him against someone like this, it just it changes everything. Well, and this is a really interesting. Let's get to that scene because I mean, you know, we saw the death scene that was really, really creepy and interesting. But but the scene between uh, Red and Jeff Pearl, Pearl. Uh, <laughs> was really, really interesting. Also, because we we got to see a couple of swerves here that apparently Jeff Pearl, who was an animal activist, was really actually a poacher himself, and he was just trying to get rid of the competition and control 
the supply and demand situation. So honestly, he wasn't really that that nice a person to begin with. You know, I had a feeling when we first saw him with Lizzie, but he's not a nice person. And we hear this whole big story about Dembe, which of course is Red. What what James Spader does so well oh, as yeah. Red. You know, he just has all these different emotions and reactions. It's very in a layered. Scene. Very layered. Just this beautiful, beautiful scene with Dembe about about what happened in the beginning of the episode that we saw mm-hmm. and how Red found him. And we see Dembe just show up. And really, really, even excellent uh, even excellent an- de- uh, uh, acting from Dembe as well, from Dembe's character, because here's a man who probably should ha- want revenge on anyone who, you know, part of the, the cartel. And he's just like, no, no. It's not worth it. Let it go. It's a long time ago. It's a long yeah. time ago. Let it go. And and Red, you know, without missing a beat, goes, see, that's what separates him from people like you. No, yeah, from and good, me. And and me. Good, yeah, good people, right? Is that what he says? Yeah, good people. And that's what separates him from people like you and me. And yeah, he said, and you, and me, that. No question. Bam, Boom, yeah. Kills him. Dead. There was so, no way Peter Fonda was leaving that room. Beautiful, beautiful work. Beautiful scene. I loved, I loved seeing that. I loved learning about Dembe. Um, yeah, yeah learn, learn, learning a little Rough bit more start, about Dembe. He's one of our favorite characters, so it's great to see oh, a little yeah. more backstory on him. Is it, is it, am I the only one who felt like, at the end of that scene, though, I felt like Peter Fonda's character was actually more correct than than everybody else in a lot of ways? Like, if, if, if you do look at this as an honest-to-goodness problem to be dealt with, mm-hmm. then wouldn't uh, wouldn't a, a, a controlled monopoly be... A natural monopoly? Well, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think sometimes that's what's great. That's what makes a great villain, because villains never think that they're doing bad no, that's or the truth. evil. You're 100% they right. They always think there's a reason for their cause. And I think that justifi- justification sometimes makes a really, really good villain, because, you know, it's, it's a lot of antiheroes. I mean, this is... This is the era of the antihero, anyway. I mean, if this was another kind of show, perhaps this character would have been an antihero for what he's doing. Yeah. You know? Kind of like a Walter White, for example. You know, doing it for the greater good. Um, for what he believes is the greater good, even if it's not. Right. So, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's an amazing uh, amazing work all around by that. Here's a question. Um, so going into this episode when Red gave Lizzie this case of the Mombasa cartel, mm-hmm. do you think it's... He knew from the get-go that Jeff Pearl was the guy he was going after because it seemed to be a moment that Mm-mm. switched in his head. When he was in the car, it switched yes, in his head. And, yeah, and what, he what, put that together. So Wendigo originally, LLC. yeah, originally, yeah, Wendigo LLC was what tipped him off. Yeah, but originally, in giving this uh, this case to the FBI, was it strictly revenge for Dembe? What, like, what was it to save the animals? Like, what was the original? Plan. Hmm. I th- I feel like it was a dem. I, it had to be something else because we've seen every single episode that Red's had an ulterior motive. Exactly. That's and, what I'm wondering. Now at the end, he he got the comprehensive list of yeah. all the members of the Mombasa cartel, mm-hmm. um, and all of their their distribution networks and whatnot. So he did so get maybe that. Maybe that was his. I, I'm just wondering what his uh, his motive was in the very beginning. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll find out in a future episode. But, but he did give that list to the task force. So yes. whatever it is, he actually sharing this information with the task force as opposed to having them do all the work. I think he just and wants then to he has the his animals. own thing. I think that's the point of the entire blacklist. Save the animals. There you go, guys. You're welcome, right, we'll see. We'll see I if Julia. You win again. 
win. Uh, we'll see if you win about this. All right, we, we don't have much time, so there's two things I want to bring up. First I of think all, you bring them up. Then I will bring them up. First of all, we want to talk about Zoe because we saw yes. a couple of scenes with Zoe. We saw Red make that connection with Zoe. Dropped his hat off at the at the little uh, street cafe type you know, thing for know. the food truck, mm-hmm. and she goes chasing after him. So there were a lot. There was a lot of talk on YouTube on our YouTube channel about some theories that why are we assuming that this is Red's daughter? This might be Berlin's daughter. Why are we assuming they're twins? What do you guys think? I mean, I have to admit, you know, the fact that they had this face-to-face meeting, even though it's been years since she would have seen her dad if if Red is her dad, do you feel like there should have been some more familiarity? Do you think that maybe Red is pursuing his daughter here if, if Jennifer slash Zoe is his daughter or not? Well, if, if it is his daughter, which I think it is, I think I, I, like I've said before, I'll say it again. I think the sisters. I think they're both Red's daughters. Yeah. And and you know, it was really interesting to me to see the the kind of duality of the scene. They're both giving false names. Mm-hmm. You know, what did he say his name was? Kenneth, something rather. Yeah, Kenneth. And uh, and and she's got Zoe, which is not her name, and that's not his name. Yeah. Um, but I thought, you know, I thought it was very charming, and it's very, it, it, it very much reminded me of Red back in the day with Liz last season. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously it should. Because same damn position, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I know a lot of people are, are kind of. But that's the whole point of this whole thing, right? Isn't yeah. it? Get us all talking, get us all thinking. There's a bunch of different things going on. It could be a swerve, and maybe it's not a red's daughter. You know, there's a possibility. I mean, I think there are some good points about it not being red's daughter. No, we might have assumed too much. Whatever. You know, I think there are some definitely good points. What do you think, Julia? I, I my inclination is that it is his daughter. Okay. I seem to think so Just too. Just with the uh, the sincerity that he goes about his conversations with her, mm-hmm. the way he treats her, mm-hmm. the way he he watched her um, and went out of his way to find her. Yeah. Um, because we know he goes out of his way to take care of the ones that mean the most to him: mm-hmm. Naomi, uh, Lizzie, and now Jennifer slash Zoe. So you think that and Zoe? Demi. Yeah, and Demi. Mm-hmm. So you think Zoe is his daughter? But what, what about uh, Lizzie? You still you still on the fence with that one? I. You think I, there's still a relation uh, between those two? I, I I still don't think Lizzie or with is his Zoe, daughter. Or with Zoe and Lizzie? Maybe it's possible that there's a relationship between those two. There might be. There's Zoe and Lizzie's daughter. There it is. There Not it is. Done. There it is. There it is. Boom. You need to not wear pants more often, Joe. Damn right. Uh, <laughs> What are you saying? And the last thing, and the last thing, let's talk about really quickly is let's talk about that final scene. We get to see the return of a character that Julia predicted. Sure did. Fine, sure but did. we all kind of she assumed about a week or two ago. We assumed this was going to so happen. Good. Predicted real good. We get to I see predicted that one hard. <laughs> she predicted the ish out of that one. Oh boy, Tom Keen back in the blacklist. Back so we in the see blacklist. A little scruffy, a little grizzlier. There's a little scruff going yeah, on. Yeah, it's got a little bit just in time for Movember. Uh, yes. He's raising awareness. <laughs> he's raising awareness. Cancer. Exactly. That's that's why Thank he's you, in Tom. there. Thank mm. you, Tom. So thoughts about seeing <laughs> thoughts about this last so you scene. You live in a deep November. For those of you who don't know, Julia Kearley's husband, Eric, will grow something ridiculous every November. It's an it's, impressive. It's astounding. Mm. And he's, he's one of those guys where if he just kinda like really hard, he blows really hard, it's, it's, it just, it just it's unreal. Wow, that's amazing. He blows. He grows a mustache and beard in fifteen minutes. So anyway, just to keep this on track because we don't have much time. So so Tom is Lizzie's source, or at least Tom has been giving her information. We don't know to the extent of what Lizzie knows. He's told her everything she's asked. He's answered all her questions. That's it. He's answered all her questions. For God's sake, if you're gonna kill me, kill me. Yeah. So look me in the eye while you do it. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you think this means? So ridiculous. Oh, Go on, what do you think it means? No, what do you think this Well, you know what? Let's move on. I, I, are we done with just about everything with this episode? I think so. We're about done with this? Let's All right, it. so let's do predictions. I hear, I hear snakes. And now, <laughs> well, it is October. It is. Yes. So anyway, so 
What do you think, Tom, being back on the show, now that we know that Tom is Lizzie's source, that Tom is in captivity, that Lizzie never killed him, which we assumed uh, from the end of last season, that he that she didn't kill him, what do you think this means for Red and for the rest of the show? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I mean, no predictions. It's a prediction. Okay. What do you? So, what do you all right. Well, how okay, general predictions then? I, I, that is a prediction in itself. But what do you? What do you yeah. see? What do you think, uh, Julia? Uh, well, well, I obviously think that that Red's. I don't have any strong ones. I think I, I, I'm done with those for this week. But um, I think Red's going to discover that Lizzie has Tom. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I really don't know what that's going to mean yet. Um, okay. Fair enough. And I do think though that Lizzie is going to help Rester get clean. Okay, I see that. I don't see any pills in the future. I mean, she gave him the bottle back, yeah. but now she he's on her radar, and I, I think she's going to make him a little. I had project. a whole I had a whole rant about the pills that I can't go into because we're running short on time, judging for the music. But mm-hmm. I definitely feel that the pills was a wrong character choice for whatever's going on because I think it's pretty much over now that Lizzie knows. Well, I know it was going to last the, pills the whole thing, and we're we're almost done with the first it, half of the season. Yeah, but it so. wasn't it wasn't a major mm. plot point. But I have a whole rant, but I'll, I'll save that for another time. But what do you think? Uh, here's here's my prediction. Yeah, I, I think that that that. Uh, that he left the hat. I think that uh, that Red left the hat because he wanted to get Zoe's DNA. So I think now that she's handled the hat, Ooh. he's got her DNA on the hat, Ooh. and so now he's going to be able to background to back it all up exactly who she is, exactly what he needs out of her. Wow! So he'll be able to lay it all in. That's an interesting one. I like that one. So that's okay. a DNA right there. It's a DNA. And, and I, I'm going to predict. Watch a lot of Law and Order, don't you? Yeah, I do. SVU. <laughs> and even though I'm being played out, I'm going to predict that uh, Lizzie and Tom are going to have a little rekindling of romance. We've seen that because obviously there's some feelings still going on. Uh, Where can we find you, Miss Carolyn? Uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram with my name, Julia Carely, J-U-L-I-A-C-E-A-R-L-E-Y. And Mr. Sanfilippo. You can find me on the Twitters at Joe Flippo, J-O-E-F-L-I-P-O. And my website is josephsanfilippo.com. And I said last week, I'll say it again, uh, check out Miss Aaron's Magical Dance Class. If you have a young kid or related to a young kid that could use, uh, a, a, enjoys dance class, it's something I produce and I'm very proud of. And you can find me, you can lower it a little bit, Steve, I'm wrapping up. You can follow me at Nandovel on Twitter, N-A-N-D-O-V-E-L. You can also find me here on other shows like The Walking Dead and Scorpion and uh, some other show and Homeland. Anyway, tune in next week. Joe Brass will be here to run the show properly. Thanks. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.